Hello, and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. This is the audio version of our weekly commentary, and it gives us a chance to talk to the audience and give a little bit of a a download of the reasoning behind the article and some of the details from the article. Before we get started on this week, I just really want to thank everyone who is listening with us and all of our readers who have emailed in questions. Um, and even just this week, thinking about the great conversations I've had with some of the people that read the blog. So thank you very much for joining us and keep the questions coming. We love them. We love them for article ideas and we really appreciate getting the opportunity to interact with readers. Uh, it's part of the, uh, I would say, the best part of having a blog. So this week on Tom, we wrote about bucking the trend. And this was all about this idea that things can be trending. In the world of social media, trending means that things became really popular really quick and everybody's talking about them. What I talked about the intro of the article is that when you are a financial advisor, if you show up at any sort of festivity, think family reunion or a Christmas party or fill in the blank, and somebody finds out that you're a financial advisor, guess what? They're going to have a couple questions for you. And the great thing about these questions is they are absolutely seasonal, meaning whatever is trending is exactly what that question is going to be. In the article this week, I included some charts from Google that show um, when search terms are trending. And it's funny because I remember when I was getting a lot of questions about Bitcoin, guess what? It was trending at the highest it ever has as a a potential search term. So when I was writing this article, I was thinking about, hey, what is trending right now? So you want to know the question I get at every function I attend? And, you know, possibly uh, most client meetings has the same question. Are we going to have a recession? And the best part for you, if you're listening to this, is I'm going to answer this question for you right now. And the answer is, Yes, we are going to have a recession, but you're going to be a little bit disappointed in me because I have absolutely no idea when that recession is going to start. I have no idea how big that recession is going to be, but this is what I do know. We have business cycles, Um, and the way that these business cycles work is they expand and they contract, and in those times when it is contracting, we call that a recession. By definition, a recession means that we have two consecutive quarters where GDP P growth is negative. When I say negative, it means that the year-over-year number is less than it was uh, the year prior. But let me get down a little bit deeper on why people might ask that question. Do you think people really care about kind of what's going on with uh, GDP? I don't think they really do. What they care about is their own money. So if I want to translate that, when they say, hey, are we going to have a recession? What they're saying is, hey, should I be afraid something's going to happen to my money? So I think we should go a little bit deeper into that topic. So when you're asking about this question is saying, is there going to be a recession? The first thing we have to think, is there a relationship between GDP growth and the stock market? Because most likely you're asking about your own portfolio and you want to see how it will react if there is a recession. And you're also asking for some advice to say, should I change anything today to prepare for a possible recession that might be coming around the corner? So if you went to the article, you'll find that I included a graph from Vanguard Research. And what you'll gather from this graph is that there's not a perfect correlation between the economy and the stock market. Honestly, that should be surprising for most of us because we might use those terms synonymously, the stock market or the economy. 
Um, what you'll see from this research is that it goes over um, all these different countries and their historical GDP growth and their historical stock market returns. And you'll see that these numbers have uh, basically no relationship with each other. Now, there is a truth that if you take this over longer periods of time, that the relationship can be stronger. But guess what most people are asking this question for? They're asking this question for what's going to happen tomorrow or how I'll feel next month. They're not really worried about um, the effect this will have 30 years from now. We're pretty short-sighted when we ask this question. And David Bonson has spoken about this numerous times. And the, the common example he uses is that when the time period chosen, I think 1993 to, uh, I don't know the ending period, he references Mexico, which had uh, horrible, non-attractive GDP, but amazing stock market returns. And during that same time period, China had unheard of GDP growth that if you were just looking at that, you would say, man, this must be the, the best stock market uh, to invest in. But over that same time period, they had very poor results uh, in their stock market. So the importance that I'm trying to get across is that there isn't a perfect relationship between the economy and the stock market. So if you're asking that question about a recession, because you have a very big interest in what's going on in the economy and you just have a curiosity that wants to be fulfilled, then great, let's have the conversation. But if the question is birthed from a place of fear that you might be afraid that if a recession comes that you might run out of all your money, well, then let's understand that the stock market and the economy are not the same thing. I want to go to another place from here, and that's when it comes to this idea of fear, a lot of the time we're dealing with our own investor psychology. And what I mean by that is we don't like uncertainty, but in reality, none of us have a crystal ball. So when we're dealing with an undetermined future, we have two choices on how to fill that void of emotion. We can either have hope that the future is going to be amazing and beautiful and better than it is today, or we can have fear that it's going to be worse, dark, doom, gloom, less attractive. Um, so a lot of this is about our expectations. Have you heard that before? That expectations or this idea of contentment will definitely define your happiness? Well, it's true. We reference a study from the University College of London where Dr. Rutledge looks at what makes people happy. And most people, there's this relationship between expectations and happiness. If people set very, very high expectations, let's just use an example. Let's say you're going to a new restaurant and you're expecting this to be the best meal you've ever had. Perhaps you've been looking forward to this film you wanted to see and man, you think this is going to be the best movie you've ever seen. Well, you're setting pretty high expectations. Anything short of those expectations will let you down and will probably make you not so happy. Now, let's think of the opposite. Let's say you're trying a new restaurant and you don't set really any expectations. You're just interested. What's this food going to taste like? That's a pretty low bar that you're setting. And there's a good chance that you'll find contentment or you might be happy with the meal. Could it still be not so tasty? Yeah, perhaps. But you didn't set very high expectations. Not a lot of joy to lose from that. This can seem like, man, where's Trevor going with this conversation? But let's take it back to this idea that there will be a recession. So let me just set your expectations straight there will be a recession. And if that is your expectation, guess what? When a recession comes around, you'll say, hey, this was par for the course. This is how business cycles work. They expand and they contract. 
And let's say that your investment portfolio has some level of depreciation during that time. You'll say, hey, this is exactly what I expected. So as an investor, and we have this idea of investor psychology, you have to be really good at setting the right expectations. So my encouragement to you is to know that one day a recession will come. It will not be the end of your portfolio. It should not send you into uh, a paralyzing fear, but you should expect it. And guess what comes after a recession? An expansion. So perhaps you can look through the recession and just be excited about the expansion and focus a lot more on the financial planning and the strategies and the tactics that will help you get to your specific goals. Because some of these other things can be a bit distracting. The last thing I ended the article with is this chart, which I think is going to help set expectations, is this chart shows the annual returns of the stock market. I think it goes back to 1980. And it shows in a bar chart what the actual return was for each year. Then it includes something very interesting. It shows you how much the stock market declined inside of that year. And what I mean by that is even if a year has positive performance, there's still a time when it had a high and a low. And that difference between the high and the low is highlighted on this graph. And I'll just read one part from it. It says, despite average intra-year drops of 13.9%, annual returns were positive on 29 out of 39 years. So this chart includes 39 years. And the average intra-year drop from top to bottom was almost 14%. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you understand that and you expect that, you won't be as nervous when something like December of 2018 comes around. Because again, it's par for the course. And that's my encouragement for you this week, is to embrace that historical truth. Understand that markets tend to move around. Understand that markets and the economy are not the same thing. And set your expectations straight so that you can hold on to your joy and your happiness and you don't get things like the fear of a recession keeping you up at night. That's all we have for you this week. Again, we really appreciate you listening and reading. Send in all your questions. We would love it if you would rate the podcast and leave a comment. And until next week... This is Tom signing off. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. 
The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.